Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Charles Hammaker. Uh, this this one's been in uh, the works for a little bit, but uh, I'd say it's well worth the wait. And uh, just already, just in talking to Dylan here a little bit, just really appreciative of his time. Uh, this is episode 133 of the podcast itself, but is the 38th installment in the Seattle mm-hmm. interview series. I've got, obviously, Dylan Tevez here. Uh, you know, I don't know. I know some people don't like having their accomplishments read out, but I have to go down the list. You know, two-time All-Pac-12 Honorable Mention, two-time WAC 101 Club Cup MVP, two-time All-Pac-12 First Team, 2020 All-American First Team, two-time Mac Herman Award Semifinalist, uh, Mac Herman Award Finalist, uh, you know, Scholar Athlete of the Year, you know, keep it on the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could just go down the list, but, you know, Dylan, we talked about it, right. You know, as soon as we both joined the call, yeah. how have things been for you since, you know, the season ended? Um, Cause I'm sure it's, it's been pretty busy for you. How have you been since then? And uh, into the early part of the 2021 year, 2022. Yeah. 2022. But thanks for having me, Charles. Really appreciate it. And, you know, it's definitely been a whirlwind of emotions of everything happening all at one time, you know, for myself as well as uh, my teammates too, especially with the draft. And I would say that this past time has been adapting to a lot of change and also just kind of embracing it as well. So it's definitely been a lot of fun, a lot of enjoyment and, you know, a little bit of nerves here and there, but just trying to get over that. So definitely excited. So to, to start off things, um, I always, with this question, it's always interesting because it could go either way. You know, I always ask, where does the soccer journey begin for you? Or where did the love of the game really take off? Because you know, I know that for some people, that love of the game doesn't necessarily take off until a little bit later. So mm-hmm. what would be, I guess, the better place to start? Where the jersey, the journey actually like began of picking up the soccer ball or where the love of the sport began for you? Yeah, so that would be when I was around maybe five years old and then first started kicking the ball around. We had AYSO back in Hawaii and just being coached by the parents here and there and then yeah, that really just developed. I was like between baseball, track, and soccer. So kind of those sports I've developed a love for. And then by the time I was 12, was kind of the main point where you have to choose between a sport. And that was when I ended up choosing soccer and kind of like solidifying that this is what I want to do, you know, play professionally, hopefully one day. And then, yeah, go to college. We'll see. Yeah. Was there ever a thought into any of those other sports or did soccer kind of have a, a steady hold on, you know, the, your future there in the athletics? Yeah, I grew up in Hawaii and baseball is huge. Baseball is definitely like a big part of the culture there, especially I would say it's second after after football. So definitely was a hard one to choose. And yeah, just choosing soccer because I just enjoyed it more, had more fun out there. And then, yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to what do you enjoy the most and just going after it. I know that, you know, at least with the baseball team, we've got a couple of recruits coming in. I believe it's the next signing class out of Hawaii. So, you know, when you say that, not exactly wrong. Um, So, you know, with that being said, though, I'm curious, how did you end up in Seattle? I know that in reading, there's a question um, on the little like portfolio for you as a player at UW. There's a question, how do you what made UW the place to be? And it says you heard about UW and the school that it was and the things happening there. How did you end up in Seattle first? And then, you know, I guess, what did you hear about UW specifically, if you can remember that? 
Yeah. So this was when I was 15. I was with ODP, the Olympic Development Program. I think it's EPD here in Washington. And um, we were in Arizona for a tournament. And then we were never that amazing, but we had a lot of really talented players. And what ended up happening was there was a scout from Seattle Sounders, Mark Nichols at the time. He ended up scouting me, inviting me up in May for about like a week and a half trial. And then a few months later, my family ended up moving up. And then it was just a quick turnaround, you know, just a whirlwind there too, adapting to a lot of change as well. So definitely used to that one. And uh, with your dub, it was kind of, I didn't really know too much about it until coming to Seattle and just being in the area and seeing how the entire community just loves University of Washington and how it's a huge part of the success of the city as well. And yeah, I ended up choosing UW because of those reasons of it being connected to the city, having such a big impact, an elite program with, you know, just as good of an education and, you know, having Jamie, having all these coaches, Rich, Mark, Jeff at the time, and uh, Rafi. So, you know, and the players as well, just being a family and kind of embracing that. And I really feel like that's the whole Seattle community as well. So you've, I think you've kind of alluded to it already. Uh, how did you become part of the Sounders Academy? Was that something that, you know, with you talking to, you know, just kind of scouts, is that something like, Hey, we want you to come be a part of this. You know, when that move was obviously made, is that kind of how that came into play? Yeah. So that happened pretty fast. I remember being really nervous because we sat down with some of the Academy directors, uh, which is me and my dad. And, uh, we were, they just brought it up and said, if you want to be a part of the, this academy, we'd love to have you and you would just need to move. So that decision was kind of came with a lot of sacrifice for my family. And it was definitely a difficult, difficult one. And they left the decision up to me. So I'm just really grateful for, you know, them, you know, putting their eggs in, in the basket and just embracing the move in general. Yeah. So with um, with that being said, I know that we talked about the move here. But I want to go back for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the signing, obviously, you get a lot of coverage, you know, as a guy who's been at UW and made headlines, certainly, you know, signing with the Sounders will draw, you know, Seattle Times and all that and reading about you and, you know, making sure that I was prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said that you had not been able to get back to Hawaii, you know, in a while. Is that something that you've been able to do at all recently? Or is that something that you're going to, you know, I'm sure, you know, with training now, you know, and we getting mm-hmm. close to February in the season might not be something you're able to do until off season. Yeah. So I'm not expecting to for a little while. And, you know, it's definitely tough not seeing grandparents and family and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely something that I want to hopefully do during this next off season coming around. But yeah, they understand, especially with COVID going around that, you know, we have to prioritize health and all these other things. So it's definitely a tough decision, but you know, sacrifices have to be made and yeah, we're just here to enjoy it the most that we can. Yeah. I know at least, you know, with, with everything going on, I'm sure you make a lot of people back home proud, you know, so um, to get back on track, what experiences would you say that you remember, you know, from your time, uh, you know, with the Academy or with Seattle Sounders FC two at the time, I know that it was mm-hmm. called, uh, you know, in 2017, 2018, Yeah, I would say that I guess the biggest things that I've learned from those times were having the highest standards that you can and approach every single training session, everything you do like a professional. And I think those words really kind of 
I kind of embrace them in my own mind because even going to college and even during the academy, you don't really understand that to be a professional, it's not just on the field, but it's everything you do. And that's something that I really had to come to understanding with and embrace. And when it came to going to college or going through the academy or playing with the second team at the time or training with the first team, you have to kind of just learn from them and all their habits that they end up building that help make them the best players they can by building the foundation. And that's really something that I, I took away from my time with them at the, during those times. So I don't know if this is something that you can confirm or deny, um, but there's it's kind of like a rumored sort of thing or it's like I don't know if it's officially been confirmed but since I'm talking to you right I can probably you know if that's something you can speak on can you confirm or deny that you were offered a USL contract but chose to play for UW instead I know that you know you spent some time with the Sounders and obviously you know with this how we've talked about it you've had um experience and relations with the club itself before you know the homegrown contract but Mm -hmm. is that something that you can talk about or I'm not sure if I can but yeah I was offered a USL contract prior to going to uh to UW and ended up choosing to go that the college path is was that a diff a tough decision or did you know was it like education you know I have to get my education you've already heard about UW um and just you know, while I'm sure the contract might offer might have been nice, it was just made sense for you, not only as a player, but, you know, perhaps as, you know, growing up to just mm-hmm. go the college route. Yeah, it was a really tough decision. It took me a long time to think on it. I was just getting pulled back and forth and caused a lot of stress at the time. But yeah, it was definitely a tough decision, mainly because if at the time, that's when the second team was kind of there wasn't they weren't signing too many players and then producing them as first team players. So I wasn't able to see that, but looking back at it now, they're signing players, they're producing really good talented players. I mean, look at Obed, look at Danny, AB, like all these new who, all these players that I necessarily wasn't able to see at the time. And what I saw was the education, the high quality, like elite level play as well in the college route with UW. And also I was able to see Christian Roldan, Henry Wingo, Andwala Buana, so it's kind of just, you can only be what you see. And at the time, that is what I saw. And yeah, I, I do value education really highly as well. So that was that was why I was going back and forth for so long on it. And it was a very difficult decision at the time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable with what was riding on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody can doubt you on academics, you know, if we look at the, the track record there. Um, so I feel like I know the answer to this already, but was there ever another thought to a different school, uh, you know, um, coming up or was UW, it was just kind of a tunnel vision thing and you've, you'd worked toward it. That was just, there was no other, there was no plan B per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that I wasn't the best when it came to reaching out to schools, which is one thing that I tell a lot of uh, like younger players to do is just to like, keep your options open and to try and reach out to as many schools as you can. So that's one thing that I necessarily thought my recruiting process could have been a little better. And yeah, if there's any advice, I would say to do that. And um, I would say that I did put most of my eggs in that basket. It was mainly between UW and 
<clears throat> signing with um, the second team as well, which is what I was really like trying to come to terms with at the time and really try and make a good, the correct decision on and, you know, just deliberating on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you really, like you were saying the, the word you use eggs in the basket, it really was kind of those two decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that like, like I just talked about, just ride a lot road on that decision for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with that being said, we switch over to UW here. Um, you know, you having that time uh, with the Sounders and knowing what you did about the school, was there any specific approach that you took to your freshman year? Did you just, was it a year you wanted to kind of sit back and, you know, just observe things and like, like soak in knowledge? Did you want to come in and prove yourself? How did you look at your freshman year as a Husky? Mm. So prior to going in my freshman year, I would talk to players like Christian, Henry, because they were there, Alex rolled on at the time. And they would say, make sure that your preseason is you're going in fit, you're ready, and you're ready to compete. And that's one thing that I really embraced at the time was going in and just wanting to compete. And it's like anything else, you have to prove yourself, especially at every single level. You have to prove it to your coaches, to the other players, and kind of just earn your spot. And that's one thing that I really wanted to do. And also emphasis on, I like what you said about learning the entire time as well, because there's so many good resources around, like having the older guys, the seniors, even the the guys that you go in with too are all just a bunch of nervous wrecks, like excited, but nervous at the same time. So just going in and just trying to make the biggest impact that you can and impress the coaches and the other players and, you know, prove to them that you deserve to be on the field. And that's kind of, that's kind of the approach that I took and just to learn, embrace the challenge and, uh, prove to myself and um, coaches and the team that, you know, I belong there. So, you know, we touched on a little bit as well, you know, as a student athlete, you know, obviously on a normal basis, you have to balance, you know, Mm -hmm. being a student dealing with academics, but I don't know if you treated it any differently or you had it any differently in your case, how are you able to manage to balance those things? You know, several scholar honors, as we talked about, including mm-hmm. last year's Pac-12 Scholar, the Athlete of the Year, you know, going to a national title game, dealing with all that. Um, and then as well as reading that you were able to wrap up your degree a couple mm-hmm. quarters early, if I'm correct on that. Yeah. How do you, is it just really good time management? And you know, how did you keep balance of everything and make sure that you were still, you know, on your toes for everything that uh, was being thrown at you? Mm-hmm. I would say it all comes down to time management and also planning for the future would be the things that, and also using your resources as well. Cause I, if it wasn't for the resources, like the staff, tutors, academic advisors, like I wouldn't have had been able to have a plan to try and graduate during that time, like taking summer school, knowing which classes to take. Cause that's always really confusing and overly complicated. And I would say balancing your time because is as one of the most important things, because what you can do is you can maybe like go out to a party one night or you can choose to, you know, study for a test or get your homework done or, you know, be prepared for the next day. So it's just choosing to prioritize certain things that, you know, you value at the time. So that's one thing that you kind of have to sacrifice, especially if you want to graduate early or if you want to, you know, be at the top of your class and also be, you know, be an athlete in a division one school. So 
that's that's definitely a really difficult to do to balance. But you know, if you put your mind to it, and I think if you just prioritize things in a certain way and plan ahead, it's definitely possible for you know anyone. Yeah, I think you know the way you said it is really good. I mean, it's just about wanting and being willing to make those sacrifices. I mean, I think that's yeah. I mean, that's that's role model type mm-hmm. stuff right there, Dylan. Um, you know, I know you've talked about the resources right that we have at the university here, mm-hmm. uh, the coaching staff. Can you reflect a little bit on Coach Clark uh, and what he's meant to you? Uh, you know, just as a coach, as well as your success as a player as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, Jamie, the entire coaching staff, you know, everyone says, oh, yeah, your coaches are your friends, like stuff like that, or they're like family. But like when it comes when when I say like I really mean it, they're like family, like friends, like they really want what's best for you. And if there's a decision to like if someone thinks it's best to leave or to transfer or, you know, they're going to be honest with you and on things that when it comes to criticism, when it comes to anything like that, or they're going to be honest and tell you what they believe is best, but they'll also listen to your thoughts and also your feelings and help, you know, plan something, plan a route out for you. That's the best for you. And I think that's one thing that I can, Hey, I owe them the world for that one really in debt for that. And uh, yeah, you know, they make every single training fun, but they also do it in a way that that has the right right spice to it you know when it comes to competitiveness and their their mottos have always been you know just find joy in everything you do and I feel like that really trickles down to the team and how they've really embraced everyone as family in the locker room and I think that's one thing that I really learned from them and you know soccer at the end of the day is a game and you know we just have to as long as we're enjoying it out there on the field and that's all that really matters too. So you know, you talk about prioritizations and being able to sacrifice things. Um, is being a versatile player something that has just kind of happened, you know, the way that the game has been played for you, or has it been something that you consciously make an effort to work on? You know, I, I pinpoint the game uh, against Gonzaga, I believe last season, no, two seasons ago, maybe, um, where you had a three assist game being the first Husky to do that since 99. Is that something you you work on, you know, being able to distribute the ball, you know, in addition to being able to score? Is that something you consciously work on or is it just just part of your game that's been a subconscious thing? Yeah, prior to coming to uh, UW or getting to like the higher levels, I wasn't really because I started off as a six with um, the second team and throughout academy and then moved my way towards more of like a striker nine winger. So it wasn't really something that I worked on at first, but after realizing that it's going to be something or an asset that I may have, it's, it became, how can I do a little bit of extra reps after training with the coaching staff? Like what kind of drills can I do to help gain my, get better in the various positions and, you know, find those little competitive advantages. And I think that's one of them when it comes to like crossing, doing drills after training, finishing, or even distribution out the back, it's something that I didn't, I was always, you know, decent at, but moving on, it's something that I've really been trying to hone each and every day. Yeah. Consciously. So, you know, to look at last season, I'm sure last season, 
I mean, even before that, there's been success with this club, you know, in the recent years and, uh, you know, under Coach Clark. But, you know, last mm-hmm. season was really just, I'm sure you can atone to that, obviously not the ending people wanted, uh, mm-hmm. but was really a lot of fireworks, you know. From your perspective as a, somebody that was in that locker room, you know, and that was part of such all that success, what was the 2021 season like for you, whether it was, you know, the the back-to-back hat tricks, you know, St. Louis, the regular season itself. I mean, what can you take me through that season, at least through your eyes and how you were able to take that uh, as it continued on? Yeah. So that season was definitely one that I, I loved just the team, the atmosphere, you know, having all the fans out and with the coaching staff, it all just felt like every single person in the locker room, like loved the person next to them. And they just, you know, truly were family. And that's something that I never really experienced before. And that's something that, you know, maybe having that extra year and having everyone stay also helped. And when it came to on the field, off the field, I felt like that chemistry really came out and it really gave us the advantage, especially in games where most of them uh, went to overtime. So, you know, having that extra bit of grit, you know, every single tackle, every single every single uh, last final ditch tackle, every single, you know, last bit of energy that every, that everyone kind of gave in every single game really made it that, that you really wanted to sacrifice for the other person next to you and just work hard for them. So I think that was, if I could put that season into anything, it would be kind of joy and wanting to do better, not only for yourself, but for the team and the people around you in the locker room. So yeah, just the culmination of that. And it was truly, you know, a season that I'll never forget. And that's for sure. You know, I want to use something that you use prior you know, in the interview here is the word sacrifice. And I think that, you know, you way the talk to, the way you talked about it, you know, with your teammates loving each other and doing it for the guy next to you, sacrifice comes with that. And that's ultimately, you know, you look at really good teams or teams that, you know, any sport that are consistent year in and year out, you know, that sacrifice is evident. And mm-hmm. I think it's important that you highlight that, um, you know, just being at the, the last few games at home, you know, in the postseason that St. Louis game, I mean, that crowd was insane. I don't know how you saw it, but the crowd was insane. And those goals, just to see it all play out, uh, I mean, it was really great to see the the support there, but also, you know, just seeing the reaction of you, your teammates to everything that mm-hmm. happened. You could tell it was a special group. And, you know, I'm sure that was shown. You know, you talk about the guys that stayed another year, shown uh, in the draft um, mm-hmm. with, with, the you know, the quality of guys that you had. Um, can you speak a little bit, about your teammates that were drafted. I know you were there um, with some, I know not everybody was there. I know Kendall's a little busy yeah. right now, um, mm-hmm. but can you just talk about, you know, your teammates that are now moving on to different clubs. You've got a teammate obviously joining you uh, mm-hmm. in Seattle here, but just to speak on um, your brothers there who were selected. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I mean, because I already kind of knew what was going to happen for me. It, but the thing was, I was like just as nervous and probably even more excited for them, which is, you know, I, it was really enjoyable, especially the whole draft process and seeing where they would all end up. And, you know, it's definitely exciting times for all of them. And we keep in contact all the time, you know, checking on each other to see how everyone's doing and making sure that, you know, 
the whole change isn't too much because it's definitely a big change from, you know, all of us just being in UW all the time. I mean, you have Sailor going to Miami and uh, meet there too, and then Chuck going all the way down to Chicago. So it's definitely, definitely crazy times right now for everyone and exciting times too. Yeah. You know, just as he's an alum of the show here, can you talk a little bit about Chuck and, you know, having him around? Uh, I have to appreciate Chuck if he's watching this because he's, since the interview that we did, he was been supportive of the, um, of the show itself. And he even, he's like, Hey, if you guys aren't able to work some out, let me know. I'm like, dude, no, we're fine. You know, yeah. we're just trying to get it, you know, set up right. So can you just talk about, uh, Charlie Ostrom there and just yeah. the, the player, maybe the player he is, is also the teammate that he's been for you. Yeah. I would say that Chuck is one of, you know, my best friends ever since the beginning. It was funny because him coming from Crossfire and me from Sounders, there's always been that tension. We played each other <laughs> And one thing that I can always remember is we play a game called Chaos, and it is chaotic. And then it's a three-team game, like 8v8v8. Eight eight eight. And mm. every single time, you have Jamie and all the all of the coaches refing, and they're some of the worst refs. <laughs> they don't call anything, and they like every, let everything slide. And then me and Chuck, at the end of every single training, we end up like bloody because we just end up kicking each other oh out of time and then by the end of it you know we're just you know uh kind of make up and you know back to being best friends again we take like almost we took a lot of our classes together so we were in the same tutoring you know we did the whole process of business school together so and also lived together as well so it's kind of just the whole friendship you know family kind of vibe and especially with his family being from Hawaii too. So yeah, I would say that he's one of my closest uh, friends here as well. And just an amazing person too. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, I, you know, both of you guys appreciate, you know, the patience to get things up and to have you both on, um, you know, in the St. Louis game, when everybody ran on the field, I was technically in a media standpoint. So I don't know if I should have done that, but I was like, <laughs> ah, shoot, everybody's on the field. This is a special moment. You might as well. And so I got to go and say hi to Chuck said, Hey, you know, cause I hadn't met him in person. You know, we did the mm-hmm. online thing like we're doing right now, Yeah. you know, that texted with him before. So I said, Hey, you know, it's cause he got a mask on. I got a mask. It's like, Hey, it's, it's like, Oh, he's like, Oh shit. Um, so it was really cool. And then I know I noticed cause I had been talking to you and I just wanted mm-hmm. to you know, congratulate you on that. I felt awkward though. I was like, you know, cause this was obviously a lot of family was in there and I didn't want to bother anybody, you know, but to see you know, moments like that um, in person, you know, into your own school. I mean, you got to be a part of it, I feel like, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, I know you've mentioned it, that you were, you kind of knew how things were going to unfold for yourself leading up to draft time. Um, and you weren't necessarily concerned about that. How did things come together for you to sign that homegrown players contract? Was that something that had been, you know, potentially in the works for a while or uh did that kind of come into play as we got near the end of the season for me I didn't really know much about it at all um it was more just I was focusing on doing everything I can for UW and just trying to you know do everything for my my team at the time and just push us over the line as much as we could and just be there for them and kind of enjoy the whole journey and live in the moment and that's the whole process of that was not something that 
I really expected going into the season. So it was definitely exciting and it happened very fast. And yeah, especially kind of the same for all the guys going into the draft. It's just the whirlwind of everything going on at one time. And then you're just thrown into the, the rookie life. So definitely exciting times and yeah, not something I expected. So definitely grateful for, you know, Seattle giving me the opportunity to. You talk about being thrown into it. I mean, we're, you know, pretty close to official preseason, you know, and you guys are already doing training. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get into mentioning that, can you, I mean, at all, I know that you've probably been asked about this several times, whether it's Seattle mm-hmm. times, or, you know, I think a local news station in Hawaii spoke to you about it, but mm-hmm. can you just talk about, you know, you know, you, having the um, familiarity with this club, you know, whether it's the scouts or the academy, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like you were talking about getting training in with the second unit or the first unit, what it means to, you know, obviously the work isn't done. You know, I'm sure you know that as somebody who's worked for all this, Um, what it means though, to be able to sign, sign to the club now Mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps the new challenge that it sets for you. Cause obviously at UW, you've got that challenge, of going out there and proving yourself and, you know, a title and all that, but, you know, this is something new for you, I'm sure, you know, a a new challenge. So can you just put that into words, you know, signing for this club and the new opportunity that it provides you with? Yeah, I would say it means the world to me. I mean, it's something that I've been shooting for since, you know, moving here with the Sounders Academy and it's my hometown club pretty much. So I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and being able to be a part of it and challenges ahead and there's always challenges. I mean, the next, well, there's always something next as well. And when it comes to, you know, being on an amazing team like Seattle, a team that always makes it into the playoffs every single year and is consistently expecting the highest standards is, is going to come with a lot of challenge, especially when it comes to, you know, playing time positions, you know, there's questions I can go on and on about and stuff that, you know, you could worry about. And for me, I just, try and do everything I can in the moment to set myself up for, you know, to put myself in the best position possible. And I would say right now that means um, proving to the coaches, the other players around me and, uh, you know, the organization and the fans that, you know, I deserve, that I deserve to be out there and that like I'm there to sacrifice and give everything I can for, you know, the organization whether it's, you know, not playing and just being a practice player or, you know, being any position on the field that they need me. And that's something that, you know, that versatility and also, you know, hard work really comes in when it comes to, you know, eating well, sleeping well, um, doing a little bit of cool downs after training, getting extra lift in, extra uh, trainings after and just giving it all. And that's really all that I can do to, you know, help put myself in a good position in this, in the organization right now. Yeah. So to continue, you know, with that familiarity with the organization, I mean, so you talked about Christian, obviously, you know, the fellow mm-hmm. UW man, um, how familiar are you with the club as a whole? I know that we've had a good amount of continuity uh, with the mm-hmm. sounder. I mean, like you said, with the playoffs and all that, but um, I know that Brian Schmetzer in the article from the Sounders website said that they've kept tabs on you through your career uh, I mean, are you familiar with some of these guys or is it kind of a different situation? I would say that I'm, I'm familiar with them and, you know, it's always nerve wracking talking to them and also exciting and, you know, just being a part of it and being in the conversations now, especially 
being there in the locker room. It's it's something new because it's not something that I really experienced. But at the same time, you do have a certain level of comfort because you do know most of the, the younger players like you played against or you played with them or even against them. And even guys like Christian who have come to you through your dub. So you have that kind of like connection with them. That's really, you know, helps a lot. And, you know, having the comfort, I would say, doesn't always, isn't always the best thing because, you know, you don't want to get comfortable when you get comfortable, you know, things may not, you may not be improving the way you want to. So I would say that it is comfortable, but at the same time, you still have nerves. You still have the whole, you don't want to be complacent. You still want to work hard and, you know, just give everything you can. And there's still that aspect of it as well. So taking that into account, uh, I know it's relatively early and then there's only a few sessions, you know, under your belt, Mm -hmm. but what, what has initial training been like? Obviously, you know, for you, it's a whole new experience, but I know a couple of guys have been resigned. Certain someone was added to this team mm-hmm. from free agency. But what what has initial training been like? You know, kind of getting things. There's a cool picture that the team put out of you, and I believe it was Leo uh, mm-hmm. having a conversation. Just yeah. what has training been like to start off with for you? It's been so much fun. It's definitely been a lot of fun, and it's been really hard as well, really hard on the body because I've never experienced. Um, a professional preseason like this one mm. before or I, I did in Tucson but it's not the same because you weren't signed to the first team and you weren't doing all the trainings as well and the extra lifts and things like that and also coming straight off of the UW season as well com- only having maybe like three and a half weeks from your last game so it's Jesus. that period where that period where you want to do as much as you can to be ready for preseason but you don't want to do too much because that's when you know injuries can happen or you're not fully ready for what's going to happen and yeah I'd say I'm extremely grateful for you know having the opportunity to train with them but also having the excitement and you know the fire that's something that you always got to show out there on the field so you know with that also you know I want to take that with what you just said there as well as um you know talking about basically being able to just being a guy who's not picky about what he's doing, just going to do whatever he can to help the club. Is there a certain way you want to approach this season, whether it's just kind of soaking up information while you, you know, you know, get used to this new pro level of play. Um, How do you want to approach the season? Yeah. For the approach on the season, I would say that, of course, I would want to be in the lineup and get minutes and that that would be the ultimate goal. Of, of things and you know it may not always work out that way which is something that I completely understand especially when you have amazing players all around you so when it comes to that it's kind of like what I said about just doing all you can at the time and having the versatility but most importantly when you do get the opportunities to take them and that's what I would say the most important thing to do like if you look at last year when they had a lot of injuries but you also had people away on national teams you had Danny, you had Josh, you had Reed. Everyone remembers the Austin FC game. So yep. with Obed and all these other young players. And that's when you're given the opportunities, you just have to make the most out of them. And that would be the ultimate goal is just to make the most out of every opportunity that you, that I get. And especially seeing, you know, all the younger guys and all of the other players, you know, doing the same thing. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, when you talk about last season, that's the game I remember when it's like you, you talk about that, uh, whether it was Rui's goal or just how many guys that you had for that game like that. Um, but no, I mean, to to have those guys contribute the way that they did, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's, it's, I guess it shows you that the opportunities will come. It's just like you were saying, you got to be prepared for them and make the most out of them. Um, so to kind of wrap up here is, you know, you've got a lot of talent on this roster. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And especially, you know, signing Rusnak, getting JP back, having Christian, having Nico, you know, at least in the, the sort of midfield area, you know, maybe even attacking Ed Raul. Um, is there anybody in particular that you're excited to pick their brain of? You know, whether, you know, you look at Albert, you know, obviously 11, 11 goal, 11 assist season last year, really new to the club. Um, or guys like Christian who have been around, Nico, who's, you know, JP was an MVP finalist last year. Are you excited is it, or is it just, I'm just going to learn from my teammates. There's nobody in particular you're just going to go to and have like a wealth of knowledge from. Yeah, I would say that it's hard to, hard to pinpoint one person, especially on like when you have such high caliber players with the Sounders, like you have JP who's good at everything. You have Albert coming in off an amazing season who possesses the ball so well, but also looks forward and finds the perfect pass and can finish. You have Raul who can score from anywhere on the field that he wants. And you have all these other players who contribute their own special thing to the team. That just makes, you know, like one giant amazing, you know, unit. That's really hard to beat. So I would say that just learn from every single one of them especially when you're a player who is more versatile. Like I would say Kellen Rowe, how he's, you know, absorbed so much throughout his time. I mean, moving from right from midfield, you know, playing 10, eight, a little bit of right back here and there. So yeah, he's had that, he's had that adaptability and I'm sure he's learned so much from all the players around him. And I would say that, you know, just be a sponge and try and learn as much as you can from every single player that makes them special and hopefully apply it to a certain extent to your own game. It may not be as good, but you can try your best. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, with, with how I've seen as somebody, you know, who, uh, you know, covers both teams here, you know, and is in the press for the picking up the Sounders here, like around mid season, you know, I think that, I mean, if you just keep doing what you're doing, um, keep, I mean, you, it's, I don't think you've said a single thing wrong, you know, and just to be able to have the opportunity to learn from those guys. I, I think it's just about, I think it goes back to what you talked about with resources. You've got resources there. They're a little bit different than perhaps you had at UW, but um, I think it's a great situation really. And I think it might've been the win-win situation for you. At least, you know, you talk about it being the home club, you obviously know it, uh, you're familiar with it. So, I mean, you know, really, as, as a UW guy and as someone who's from here, it's really cool to see that, you know, someone who also grew up with it to make that um, journey, you know, and to, you know, see it from the, the, the press box. So uh, with that being said, I always link socials in the description. But is there anything, Dylan, that you want to leave off on, whether it's a cause or, uh, or is there, if there's anything in particular that you want to, you know, put into the world, promote or leave off on? Yeah, there's not really too much right now on that one, but, you know, especially with, you know, MLK Day yesterday and the whole BLM movement, that's something that, you know, our team has really 
kind of embraced as well, having the patches and the kneeling during the, everything. And also, yeah, that's something that we really try to do. And, you know, I really have to be more out there when it comes to promoting stuff. And that's something that I'm really going to work on too, especially having the whole platform. And that's something that I feel like every single athlete should strive to do or every single person who's given the platform as well. I do know that the the club has been relatively good on things like that. You know, even when fans weren't in stands, you know, stuff like that was still, uh, they were able to, you know, hang banners for that so that they were present. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's a good goal for you if you wanted. I know you're a, a guy who sets goals for himself. So I think there's some for that, but uh, no, again, I really appreciate, you know, your time. I'm sure it's kind of been like we've said several times a whirlwind, but, you know, to have you make time for it, I appreciate it and excited to see this season and um, itching for what February 17th, I believe is the first again. I think it's uh, the team from Honduras is when things technically start up, but you'll be busy um, until then. So again, thank you. And we'll see you on the pitch. Thank you so much, Charles. (laughs) 